Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. And finally, we're here. It's play of the season. It's already come out who's got it, but we're going to put our own views on who we think it is. We're going to put us top three best players. Right, and so Jacob Brown obviously won it. And I don't think there's going to be any arguments with that, is there really? No, I don't think there should be any arguments about that. I think Jacob Brown uh, was head and shoulders above anybody else. Um, I don't know, shall we go in reverse order? Who would your third best player be? You put me on the spot because I couldn't think of one, aren't you? Um, of course I have. Well, I'll give you a clue. Mine is Louis Baker. Louis Spakey. Yeah. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Tom Hens. Um Right. Well, that's the end of this podcast, everybody. It's quite clear that um, one of our guys has been on the loopy juice again. Um, no, I just put that in as a joke, just so everyone could calm down, because I think there's about 40 people who switched off. No, I, I'm going to go in with Louis Baker as well as me is my third choice I mean since he's coming in January he's been a revelation Ante finally somebody who can take penalties he's been a brilliant signing Ante he's been for the first time in a long time a signing that's drastically improved the way we play yes uh, one thing I would say though is it's it's pretty sad in a way that we're picking um, a, a player that's come third who's only played since January I, I, I think that's a bit of um, an indictment on the team but we've had so many injuries and people going around and, and then not playing again that I picked him it was between him or Jagielka actually uh, so who is your second player now I want you going with your second player first This right so you can rip it apart and then say I was going to pick him well mine is Joshua Wilmot no it's Josh Tymon Josh Tymon yeah why <laughs> Well, because, I'll tell you why, while you're trying to think of somebody, this show is not thrown together, folks, this podcast. Um, I didn't know some of the stats that are taken at football matches, right? I mean, you have stats on corners, goal kicks, free kicks, interceptions. Did you know there's a nutmeg stat? Is there? And Josh Tymon did the most nutmegs of anybody in the championship. So, on that alone... Nutmeg Josh is runner-up for me. Who's brought that stat up? I think it was uh, Chief Nutmeg Maker. <laughs> I honestly don't know. But when I saw it, I thought, right, OK, can you have a stat next season, Mr Statmaker, for the man who's been nutmeg the most? That should follow on. If you're doing people who nutmeg, you've got to be doing one who's been nutmeg the most, haven't you? Or who's tried the most nutmegs and failed? That's probably for Anchich. Um, I, I thought he would have won an award for walking around with his mouth open award. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he would have won. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, come on, then. We're all here with bated breath. Who is your second choice? Uh, Jag Elk is my second choice. Right. Yet again, somebody that joined in January. Yeah, um, I think he's been exactly what we've needed at the back line. To be honest, he's he's been better than anything I've seen since we've been in the Championship, to be honest. I know he's getting on in years. But he's, he's been such a good signing for Stoke in January. And it does fill me with a bit of confidence that we can bring in good, to be honest. I know a lot of people were saying, well, he's 39, he's finished. He didn't show it when he came in. He's been a great leader. He's really been assured at the back. And to be honest, there's not this is this shows the indictment of the, of the summer windy and how badly we invested in there. And, but then shows how good we can do it in January. I think Baker and Jagielka, two free transfers that have drastically improved the way we play. He's been a proper leader at the back that we've needed because I think with the Suter injury, it did affect us pretty badly at the back 
goals were flying in, he come in and stopped that. So he deserves the credit for me. And if it wasn't for, obviously, number one choice who everyone's picked, he's been, he's been a revelation, anti at the back, Phil. Yes. Just, yeah. just, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So <laughs> after your shock of Josh Tartley, he wouldn't even get me top eight, I'll be honest with you. But, well, um, just, all right then, if, let's have Ian's top eight. We're not having Ian's top eight because I'll struggle being bottom. It's, it's not been a great season, has it? So it's going to be difficult. I think, to, to be honest, I think Jordan Thompson would have been fourth if I did pick another one. I think he's been a, an improved player. I think he was the only one who sort of gets how Josh Timing works as well and links up with him well and gets him away. Um, but like I say to you, I think we, we haven't had a great season, have we? And there's not been a lot of people that have shined out to me. No, no, it's not been a great season. Um, I did think somehow you'd try and shoehorn uh, Wilmot in, but since he's had his hair cut like the same style as you, you've gone off, off him, haven't you? Well, no, because we haven't decided number one yet, have we? We haven't said it yet, so we're going well, with number I, one. Well, because you can't possibly go against the masses and pick somebody other than Jacob. <laughs> I love going against the masses, and you should know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we both agreed, don't we, who, who, who was our number one choice. And it's got me bound, I mean, Jacob Brown, it's got to be. Yes, I he's, mean, Jacob Brown, he's, a, he's a, a really nice guy for, for first thing, but he never stops trying. And as I've said him before, you know, before, I think um, he will get better and better. And the best thing about Jacob Brown is that he signed a, an extension to his contract at Stoke, which I think is really good for the club. And when you look at what the club's achieved, then I think... Thompson signing a longer term contract too is very good. Uh, at least you tie down some of these people and if people want to buy them, they're going to have to pay more money. Not that I think Jacob Brown was ever really wanting to leave Stoke. I think he's been very happy at Stoke. Yeah, he has just been a great signing, it, 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 to be honest. I mean, last season I thought he needed a loan, which shows how much he's improved this season. Oh, I thought you were going to say it shows how little you know about football, Ian. Uh, well, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who everybody knows that knows the most about football. Come on, you put time in as your, in your list of top players. And it wasn't for a well, mouth open award. You know, there is a stat for the person who plays with his mouth the wide open the longest. So I picked him for that one. Well, I would have picked him for that. He would have been champion for that. But going back to Jacob Brown, I think there is a player in there that can improve. And it's on next season, isn't it? I mean, he's, it's not just that he misses sitters, which you know he does. But then he scores a screamer as well. But he's got to try and yeah. up, up the amount of goals he does score, maybe two or three in a game and and really, really push on. Do we think he's got that ability? Can't, I was talking to a friend the other day about Jacob Brown and I said to him, I think he could be a Premier League player. I don't think he'd ever be a Premier League goal scorer like we, we've seen with other players like that. But I think he's he's an engine as well, isn't he? he? He doesn't stop, he graphs, he works through it. He's Walter's incarnate, isn't he? That doesn't score loads of goals, but scores enough just to add onto the tally, doesn't he? Yeah. And this kind of play, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to push on next season, but we're going to talk about transfers after, what we think we need to improve on. I I think we'll have different opinions on that. Um, I hope so. Right. Well, it's not going to be a great podcast if we both agree all the time and just say yes, 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 isn't it? Well, true, yeah. I think yeah, people cause... have now got to realise that I talk sense and you don't. So I think people will be looking forward to hearing the rest of the podcast. 
Well, I've had four emails that go the opposite way of that, Ange. Yeah, <laughs> we do written them all, so... You know. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. Anyway, you are Andy Carroll, so let's move on. No, oh, don't, don't start that. Right, so now players that have gone, and there's been a lot that have gone now. I mean, Smith's gone, which has delighted me because I had this horrible feeling we are going to give him an extension on his contract. Uh, Chester's gone. Um, you have to go through these with me now as well. Um, I think Madge has now gone back up from his loan spell, has yeah, Sawyer's the same. Sawyer's brilliant. Um, Vrancic, there's not a lot I of talk around Vrancic. Alan's out of contract, obviously. So, Alan's one subject that we'll talk on quickly. I mean, apparently, the latest news is two Premier League clubs have been sniffing around. Apparently, Brendan Rodgers and Leicester have been sniffing around to maybe have a look at him. We don't know the other club. I've got a feeling it's Burnley. But... You know, there was talk early on the week that he was returning to Swansea on half his wages, which shows that... that is that the one that you think will happen? I would be very surprised if he didn't go somewhere near Swansea. If he could get a London club, because you can get to London quite easily across country that way. But he wants to be with his family, and as we all know, he's very, very much into his family speaking Welsh. So I think... I think it's really important to him. Uh, there must come a time when, when you've earned enough money in football that you don't need to be chasing the money all the time. I think it would be a nice end for his career to go to Swansea and play for them. However, if a Premier League club comes for him, you're not going to turn it down, are you? No, I mean, that's the thing with a return to Leicester, but the truth is with Leicester, would he play in that side, really? Probably not, not much. He'd be good to have on the bench, though. I can understand. Like I say, I think the return to Swansea is more likely to happen. But for me personally, the only contract that has come in, from what I'm hearing, has been Stoke. Is the only concrete offer that's been put on the table. Um, but he looks really hesitant. He doesn't want beer anymore, does he, Ange? Let's put it right. I don't think he wants beer. I think if if the wages were there for him to stay in, he he might do, but. For me, there's no point in keeping hold of a player that doesn't want to be here, Ange. If he doesn't want to sign that contract straight away, then there's a problem and he doesn't want to be here, doesn't he? says everything. Well, you, you talk to members of the staff, you talk to other members of the squad, and they all say, without any prompting, what a great professional he is and, and how good he has been for Stoke City. So, um, I've no doubt that he's tried his hardest for Stoke, but I think he probably now has got to the stage where, look... He doesn't want to end his career here. Um, it's a long way from here to Swansea, and, and I think he's gone. I do think we'll miss him, though. Uh, I, I don't think we will, to be honest. Because at the end of the day, we, we all know he's on towards 50 grand a week. That's a lot of money for this division, where we could probably even bring four players in on free transfers, or even yeah. if maybe alone. It's a lot of money that's been released. So for yeah. me, if he wants similar wages to what he's on now, then you, without question of doubt, you'd tell him no and let him go. I think he wants to return to Swansea, like you said. I think if he, if he could get back with Brendan Rodgers, he'd probably take the opportunity. But I think he knows in himself, if he did go Leicester, he wouldn't play unless there was a lot of injuries or he'd come off the bench in cup matches or whatever. He wouldn't play for Leicester if he went back, if he went, joined them. I feel I feel he's, he's returning to Swansea, which is, to be honest, definitely a backward step for me at this point. Swansea haven't spent any money next since they've been down. I know they're in a positive compared to Stoke, where we aren't in a positive. We're sort of just surviving with what we've got financially. 
But for me, I think he's gone. I think his head's been turned. I don't think he wants to stay here. So for me, that's bye-bye. I, I don't think... We can look at his old time at Stoke and let's be honest, he hasn't been a very good luck charm for Stoke, has he, Joe Allen? Since he joined the club, we've been relegated and fell apart in the league when he was supposed to be the star that gets us back up. And yeah. For me, it's, it's not good riddance. He has been a good servant. I think he's played Stoke more... I think he's played more appearances for Stoke than he has anyone else, including Swansea. So... It's one of them, isn't it, where you just, you just go and say, thanks for what you've done, and, and we'll let him go. Yeah. But you're talking about people that have gone, so we you didn't miss Smith. Chester, you haven't really said much about yet. James Chester, right. Now, when he came in on loan, I thought, what a good player. When we signed him permanently, what a bad player. Now, <laughs> I'll be... Well, bri- that's what we think with all our signings. Not, great on loan. Not all of them. Not all of them. There's a few that weren't bad. But James Chester, I don't understand why he kept getting contract extensions. I don't get it. Apart from that loan spell where he he did fit in, but to be fair, we did have a weak back line at that point. You know, Shawcross had the injury. um, We didn't have any youth at the back. And and he sort of still had the legs for it, didn't he? But. This last season, in the season before, he was—he's been hopeless, hasn't he? He, he hasn't well, been good enough. I, I will think that for me, the summing up of James Chester can be—he um, must have still thought he was on loan in the last match because he made one of the finest clearances off the line when we played Coventry that I've ever seen at Stoke, and he actually—I mean, you talk about Sam Clucas, which he, obviously he's not gone and has another twelve months on his contract, but. If you'd have sat down and asked me before the start of the match who will score for Stoke, Sam Clukas wouldn't have wouldn't have entered my lips, and James Chester clearing off the line wouldn't. And that's the thing about Stoke; you've just never got a clue what's going to happen down at that football club. But I would agree with you. I'm glad that he's gone because I think his little legs have run out of steam. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've heard he's he's been linked to. Newport County, and I think League Two is probably his level now. And people are probably saying that I'm, I'm being horrible, but I think that's probably his level now. You know, dropping well, down Danny to League Bart Two. Hasn't, hasn't done badly at Sunderland, so if you want to carry on playing and you're prepared to drop down the divisions, good luck to you. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Thanks for nothing, James. Uh, Tommy Smith's another one that's gone, and I'm glad of that one as well, Ange. That's yeah, another you one. Yeah, mentioned that so much so that. Um, I thought, like you, we might have given Tommy Smith another 12 months, but that makes me think that we've definitely got somebody lined up for that position. So I'm uh, I'm uh, quite chuffed about that. But yeah. you've also got Sawyers that's gone back to his parent club. Do you think Stoke will try and get him back? I think they will, but I'm hoping West Brom won't keep him. <laughs> he's not my type of player, and I know... Uh, Pedge calls him the Zidane of the Championship. I don't know why. Um, I think it must mean that other one well, who played. I don't think he can spell Zidane. Yeah, uh, or that other Zidane who played for Egypt who couldn't score a goal save his life in the Premier in the Championship. Might be, might be that one he's on about. But for me, he doesn't do enough, and he's a, he's a luxury player that we haven't, we can't afford to have at this moment in time. We need a Pacific type of midfielder if if we want to ever start trying to get out of this division. And get we up and need promoted. more midfielders, in my opinion. Oh yeah, that's where we're going to talk about after midfield. about where where what we'll sign and what where we think we improve. And midfield yeah. is a very important position for me that needs improving. Um, who else has gone? Bonham. I'm hearing 
might be getting an extension, but there's not a lot of talk. Fielding, I think that's done, isn't he, to, isn't he going to somewhere else, from what I'm hearing? No idea about fielding, but third choice. I, I, if we're talking about players coming in, I believe we've got to get a goalkeeper. Yeah, I, 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 I believe you know, so. A lot of people are talking about Ben Foster, and I think he let five in today, and he's never played in the first team for Stoke. Um, he's a good goalkeeper. I wouldn't turn my nose up at Ben Foster coming back in, actually. But I, I definitely believe we need another goalkeeper. Yeah, that's got that, that's going to be what one thing we'll talk about later on when we talk about the, the what we need to improve on. But uh, Tom Ince was the most interesting one this week because he literally come in to the club, thought he was going to get a welcome, and he basically just got under his bag and put Tarar from what I've heard, which yeah, is yeah. Well, I you know that he, he obviously was superfluous to plans and um, that's just unfortunate I actually thought he did okay when um, when he, he had his last few matches for Stoke and listen he's never hit the heights at Stoke has he I don't think he's hit the heights at many clubs he's gone to if I'm being honest but he's never hit the heights and um, I, I wonder how much it is of being having the name of his dad and people's expectations being higher. But I hope he does well anywhere else. I don't think he was brilliant at Derby when he played for Derby. I um, I, I don't think he will be missed at the club, even though you do. No, I, to be honest, I couldn't stand him till this season. But this season, he did actually, every time he come off the bench, he seemed to score. Whenever he played, he was scoring. He, he actually had a great goal-per-game ratio. And he, he, he actually, for the first time, because to be fair, he did all right under Gary Rowett. He wasn't horrific under him. He, he chipped a few goals in and he, and he got a few assists. But as soon as Rowett went, and it wasn't just him that fell apart. Benny Kofobi we're going to talk about later as well. He's another one that did all right. You've got to remember, he did win uh, the first season of the Championship. He did win top goal scorer. But you're talking about Benny. Benny could be back. I mean, he's got one more season with us. I don't think he will be. I think Stoke will try and... Um get rid of him whether it's best for them on loan or selling him but um, I mean he, he won't be playing for Stoke again I'm sure no, Benny Kofobi does return. He's got one year left on, and I think, to be honest, if somebody comes in, maybe Millwall or whoever, and says they'll take on his wages, he's gone basically, isn't he? Um, I don't believe he's got any future at the club. Michael O'Neill did give him that. To be fair, too, all three managers sort of gave him the opportunity, didn't they? He didn't work with Rowett, even though he did score a few goals. Jones we gave him paid his chance. £12 million pounds to Wolves for him in 2019. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, think that, I think that Rowett said he was athletic um, and, you know, we needed a player like Benny Kofobi. Um For me, I just don't. I don't think we ever played him properly in his right position, but um, I, I don't think he'd be back at the football club, and I think it's twelve million that we've uh, proverbially peed up the wall again. Yeah, that was it, it's horrific, but it's a horrifically bad signing. There's no question of that. It's a signing that I don't understand as well for the way Rowett plays. I don't understand why he signed him again at Millwall. To be honest. Um, it, it's either going to be another loan deal till the end of the season like what we've done with Tom Ince because to be fair I mean Reading are going to try and sign him on a permanent basis I don't know where they're getting the money from Peter Etterbo's coming back from his loan spell that one I've got a feeling we might be able to get him gone to be honest I'm hoping so but he's, again that's another massive wage that we've got to 
sort of fiddle around with now, isn't he? So, you know, I think he's on 30-odd grand a week. And when you think about these players and how much they're on, I bet Phoebe's on, what, 30-odd grand, 30 grand, and Tom Ince was on 30-odd grand, and you're looking at what we got for them. You know, he was one of the highest-paid strikers in the, in the, in the league, Benny Kofobi. Yeah, and, and that's why people won't be rushing to buy him. They will just, um, they'll take him on loan. But when when you talk about Etebo, I mean, Etebo was a, a good signing for Stoke. The only thing that went wrong with Etebo is that the agent uh, soured Etebo about being at Stoke because the agent, I believe, knew he could churn him the same way as he churned the other player that we had and die. They were both with the same agent and um, I thought Etebo was a good player but he's not coming back, he'll be gone. No, he will. He'll be, he'll be back, won't he? But he, he'll be training with the kids and until the moves eventually agreed. Luckily, with both these players, they've only got one year's left on the deal. But we have got a good player coming back from Bristol Rovers. One player of the season, actually, for Bristol Rovers, and that's um, Connor Taylor. Connor Taylor, yeah. Um, I've got, uh, if I don't speak too loud, I have a few acquaintances, you can't turn them friends, who go to the Vale and um, were at the match when uh, he played against the Vale when Bristol obviously flattened and slaughtered them and they said how well he played the only thing they said was he doesn't seem to have much pace so I think he'll be back at Stoke and stay at Stoke for, certainly he'll be here for the pre-season and it'll depend for him and Forrester how well they do there whether they go out on loan again I mean you've had people like Ethan Varian out on loan Christian Norton out on loan um, Connor Taylor out on loan uh, we also had uh, Alfie Doughty out on loan and got injured towards the end. I think Alfie Doughty will be back in the first team squad next season. I really do. Well, that's it. We've got we've got a few good young players. I, I, Taylor, I'd very much consider him as a replacement for Chester in that defence. I think we need to start bringing a youth youthful look again. Even though we are bit basically built on kids at the moment, which I think is one of our problems when we look into it. But I, I can't think of anyone else who's who's gone. At this moment in time, like I say, it's all up in the air with Branch, it's all up in the air with Bonham and Fielding, um, and that's all I can think of at the moment. So I think Morgan Fox has gone one year. Yeah. For me, if I was the club, I'd just pay him up, get rid. Um, well, I mean, he's, he's got a terrible injury record, hasn't he? But when you look at Etebo, I, I can't remember which game it was. I mean, I can remember who we were playing, but I can't remember whether it was a home or away game, I think it was the home game, when Steve Bruce couldn't stop raving about Etebo and was trying to find a way of trying to put a bid in for him. Right? And, I mean, when he played for Nigeria, he, he played people out of the game in the World Cup. He was really good. He's obviously a really good good footballer, but he's not going to play at Stoke, as I said. Um, I think um, somebody's already made an offer um, for him, uh, from Stoke already, well, I think it's Rayo Villacana, actually, Rayo Villacana, um, but I don't know whether it's... Um, it won't be a permanent deal. Well, I think they offered two and a half million euros, um, sorry, I'm lying, they offered one and a half million euros. Get him gone! Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know whether they'll be able to pay that. I, 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 I'd love him to play for Stoke again, but it's not going to happen. No, I agree. Same with Badu and Dai as well. When he when he was playing, he looked a real player. But the problem is, if they don't be here, get them gone. Because it just it just makes rattiness in the dressing room that we don't need. We've seen it before when we first come down when we didn't do what all the other clubs did and got rid of his big earners and 
built and rebuild from that point. But now we've got a great opportunity of rebuilding from this point because so many big wages are gone. Like Tommy Smith, incredibly, is the fourth highest paid right back in the division. And three of the other ones have just come down from the relegated Premier League clubs, which shows how much we've been paying out for this average lot of players. Wages has been the major problem for me at this club. And, you know, no wonder some of our kids or players that have come in recently don't seem to be consistent because why would you when you've got a player out on loan who's on double your wages who can't even get in the Stoke team? Yeah. That's the yeah. problem, isn't it? And you've got Ben Wilmot who's just signed on a, what, a 15 to 18 grand a week contract and you've got Tommy Smith next to him who's on nearly 30. It, yeah. It's not going to motivate you. And that that's the thing. But finally, a lot of these players are going to go now and it gives us that fresh start to go through. And give me some positive things. Who have we been linked to? Right, the positive thing is we haven't been linked to anybody. Oh, brilliant. Apart from, are you ready? There is a rumour going around that Andy Carroll no. is free again, and I know that you want to talk about him. No. Is that it? That, why, why would we sign Andy Carroll? We've already got a lot of players who've got injury problems. Nick Powell's one of them. You've already mentioned Morgan Fox. Why would we bring in that lumbering waste of time that's just injured 90% of the time? I couldn't agree with you more. I think the days of Stoke looking at um, people that have come for their last two raw. I mean, you know, we haven't talked about Fletcher going yet, and I thought for the first oh, yeah, year, Fletcher, Fletcher was, was pretty good. Um, and the second season, he wasn't good at all, in my opinion. However, he was supposedly good in the changing room, but I think Andy Carroll would be like that. I think he'd be one that you'd say, well, if he'd have been good, we'd have, uh, we'd have been okay with him. I think we should be looking at other people. Well, I agree, because for me, you've mentioned it a lot of times that we you know, we shop in the bargain basement. But in the real fact is, it's a new championship club. We don't really. We are shopping at Harrods. We're just getting the sales. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, and Andy Carroll's going to come with a lot of baggage, a lot of injury problems, and a lot of wages. And we need to get away from them kind of players. He won't score enough goals, and we can't rely on him. Because we know as soon as he falls over wrong, or someone tackles him wrong, or he twists wrong, he's out for six months. And it's we, again, we've, we've got one player there that's so drastically important that we haven't talked about, which is Nick Powell, who's got one year left on his deal. He's the same. Now... There has been slight rumours I've been hearing this week that Burnley have been interested in Nick Powell. Now, if they came in with £3 million, I think I'd let him go, to be honest, if that kind of money came in. Because, again, it's that injury problems that we're having. And we, we don't want more of that, if you know what I mean. I'm hoping Suter comes back like Van Dyke when he comes back and he's just had an injury and can carry on like normal. That's the thing yeah. I'm hoping. But... We don't know if he's going to be an injury problem. And that's the problem. We've got two very important stars now in our first team who are, who've got injury problems, Nick Powell and Suti. We don't be bringing more in like that. No, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure about Nick Powell. I, I think when you look at how many times he's not featured this year, the best way for Nick Powell to stay would be on a pay-per-play basis. But I'm sure he's... Um, I'm sure he probably wouldn't do that. I, I'm a bit with you, actually. I know he's a great, he's, he's an excellent player for us. Um, 
but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Jury's out with me on that, actually. If we could get somebody else that could do the job he is supposed to do, then I'd quite happily let him go. But I don't know anybody else that would come to Stoke that could do that. There is, but we'd have to pick the bones of Derby, which we're going to probably move on to now, actually. Um, so we asked a couple of questions last week to people, and I don't know if you've had any response, but I didn't. Um, I was going to talk about talking to you. probably yeah because I probably don't answer. the The problem is is that I think there's three or four players I'd snap from that derby side, quality young players as well. Um, right. Well, before you go on to the quality young players from Derby, I I had uh, one person get in touch with me saying that um, we should go for Lenahan. Uh, this is Chris, by the way, Chris Machin, our Bristol listener. Um, should go to for Lenahan Blackburn. He's a free transfer, and Hellick Barnsley. Um, they've both been named on Sky statistically in the Championship team of the season. So I know nothing about them really. So those are two that if people want to listen on the podcast, Lenahan of Blackburn and Hellick from Barnsley. Of course, Barnsley got relegated, but um, so did Derby. So you can now tell us the players you would like from Derby. I'm assuming Tom Lawrence is one. Uh, no, um, okay. the play, the players I want because, like I've said so many times, it's it's about bringing in and snapping, taking available. I know it's horrible to do what we what I'm on about doing now to Derby, but they've got three incredibly gifted young lads there, all in the positions that we're asking for. There's a player called Louis Sibley, who's a cam, and he actually he's actually impressed me in front of my eyes whenever I've watched Derby over the last two seasons. I think he's 20 years of age now. He's a cam incredibly gifted on the ball very skillful and I think has been their their linchpin in, in the cam role now when we've been talking about we want Nick Powell we need somebody come in maybe to even replace him over a couple of seasons he's for me that answer and I think we could get him at a steel price because of the position Derby are in you know administrators are in which means they sell players for market value I think we could get him for probably 800 grand to a million and I think he would drastically improve our forward line because we need somebody tricky and quicky in that midfield because that's where, for me, our biggest problem is midfield because we've got so many players that are all the same kind of player and we need to start bringing in pace into that midfield that knows how to pick a pass because that's where, where the problems lie into on our midfield. That's where, I, yeah. that, that's where I'm focusing because that's, that's, for me, midfield is where you win and lose games and the problem is we haven't got a good old midfielder and we haven't got a creative camp for me we've got nobody who can pick a pass and we've got nobody who can who can support and be that box to box that can help out the defence and that's where I'd look at Derby's Max Beard 21 year old already got a few caps for the youth levels of England I think he's a player again that we could steal on the cheap because of Derby's position he's what we're crying out for really proper holding midfielder but also he's got that pace because of his youth where he can bomb forward and he can get back and support as well if, if things go wrong Crying out for a midfielder like that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't um, disagree with your thoughts, but do you think because we're being free, other clubs will be too? And and that's that's when you have to look at what sells a club, what sells a, a, a club to a player. We've got good ground, we've got good training facilities, but we haven't got a great track record at the moment. So then you look at the manager. And when you look at the, some of the players he's brought in, I, I think he's he's quite a good talker because, well, 
we got Jaggy Oka and we got Baker. Well, that's the thing that I was also thinking would help us as well, because we've got such a we've got a, we've got a nice ground for the championship levels. Our facilities are way better than most clubs in the division when it comes down to training. Wise, we've got a manager that I'm not a giant fan of. I'll be honest, but he's got proved me wrong, which is rightfully so for me to ask that. But I think those kind of players would look at Stoke. But the good thing is we can afford to pay them more than a lot of other clubs can in the championship, and that's where for me we do win when it comes down to signing players. Because the truth is, we can pay players more than, for example, Luton can or Birmingham can or other clubs like that. We can afford to pay them more. Which means when these players do become available, we've got to be straight in there. Yeah, and if you're talking about players that I think we might be straight in for, um, a friend of mine, um, I'll just say Clark, he, he is convinced we're back in for Keenan Davis again. Um, if he's fit and well at the start of the season. I mean, he, he went to Notts Forest, didn't he? And uh, he was doing really well, but Stoke clearly still fancy him. On a, to be fair, on a permanent basis, I wouldn't mind him. But what you have to look at with a player like Keenan Davies, what kind of player is he? Now, for me, when I look at him, he's sort of a similar elk to a Jacob Brown, a grafter that plays around it. I don't think we need that. That's why I wouldn't. That's why I've now decided to change my mind on Josh Madger because. All right then. Well, you've got to replace if if you if you don't look at uh, Sawyer's, which neither of us are, and Vrancic, the jury's still out on that. I think they'll probably have one or the other. Uh, if you're not going to have Madger, then okay, we might look elsewhere. But you've also got Taylor Harwood Bellas and Jaden Philadine Bedace um, to to find replacements for. Well, Philadine Bedace is a winger for me and we don't play with wingers now I was impressed with bits of him I was but the, but that injury sort of stunted anything so I can't really judge the lad apart from a few appearances where he did shine if we can get him on loan again maybe at a low wage then yeah why not why not give him another game and maybe put him in as that camera if we can't get a Sibley or something like that but Magic going I think we don't need another Magic because I think Jacob Brown is that kind of holding centre forward striker that can put the odd goal away for me we need a striker we need a goal scorer because the, the only one we really had was a, a very aged Stephen Fletcher he was the only one who was a natural striker but he'd lost yeah. his legs now Peterborough have gone down if we're going to spend any money he Clark Harris is my target that's who I'd go for because I think in a better team better system better club he'd score goals for us and that's where I'd be looking at I think he'd be a a great number nine for Stoke alongside Jacob Brown took it away the odd chance that he's my number one target well okay then we've still got a couple of midfielders that we haven't really talked about I mean you talked about Maggio Wright Phillips um, I think they might loan him out but what about Tasha and Oakley Boo who seems to have just gone way down the pecking order well I think his contract's up soon so I don't think he'll be staying. Um, no, well, that would be great, in my opinion. He's not set, set the world on fire, but um, Seba's gone, obviously. Well, we never really saw Seba. Who's it? Who? Who? Uh, more, we won't be in back, bring more back because of the, the, his contract was pretty high on at Reading, so you, you're looking thin there. If you just go through the last few I've said, Taylor, Taylor Holland Bellis, um, Jaden Philogene today, Seema's gone back, Sawyer's more, 
that's, uh, you know, you're talking about six players there that um, aren't going to re- be replaced. Forrester, we think, might go out on loan. DiMaggio Wright Phillips might need to go out on loan. But uh, Clarkey said that he would look at, um, I can't believe he's agreed with you for one, uh, Bird and Lawrence from Derby, uh, Lewis from Newcastle, Collins from Barnsley, Sterling from Chelsea, Dilap from Man City, don't think that's going to happen, McNair from Borough, and he's also said Carroll wouldn't be the worst idea for the right price if he's willing to be an impact player. So we both don't agree with that, do we? No. Um, there's a few in there I would take. I would take Jamal Lewis, because I think in the championship level he's good. I know he's turned us down in the past, but... Now I think he turned everybody around, didn't he? But yeah. he's been told he can look for a new club. I'm not so sure I would want him if we weren't good enough for him first time, personally. Well, I know, I know it's not nice when they do that, but some players, you know, they, they don't understand where they are till they're told, do they? Sometimes. No. And I think until at that point, before the takeover happened, I think he thought he was he was a big part of Newcastle because let's be honest, he was a big part of Michael O'Neill's plans as well during the Euros and whatever. So. Yeah. I think he'd work because, of course, Michael O'Neill knows how to play him, so he's, he's a perfect target for us. Get him on a permanent basis, he'd improve left wing back. It might, means probably time and drops to the bench. Well, he's been inconsistent, so, you know, he's one of them. Doughty will probably go out on loan again. I don't think he will, you see. I think Doughty will stay. I think Doughty will be a much better player next season. And and as for this, uh, uh, while we're talking about players in this group that Clarkie sent, uh, Collins, the the Burnley keeper um, sorry the Barnsley keeper uh, it wouldn't be a bad shout him I don't know if you know anything about him but I would still be trying to get somebody like the Manchester United, Manchester City third keeper oh yeah my number one choice goalkeeper wise would be Gavin Bazzuni. Um yeah. I think he is, he's a real talent we could probably get him on loan which would probably suit us as well because we could get Bersic out on loan just to get a full season somewhere to get him used to football because the problem is with with Bersic, he's only had short stints, hasn't he, on loan. He hasn't, he hasn't had like a full season of first-team football. He's just played bits here, bits there on loan. He worked with Jack Butland, but then he had a good loan spell, didn't he, and then come back a different player. I think it suits us well if we can get Bersic out on a season-long loan and then bring Bazuna in to become number one with Bonham and Fielding if we do decide to keep them on as backup. For me, it's ideal. Because we, we can get him on loan. He, he, I don't think he's on massive wages at City as it is at, at the moment. But for me, the most important position is, is Clark Harris and a right wing back. But I, that Sterling's a good shout, what he said there. Him on loan from Chelsea. Yeah. Um, also, when you're looking at players to come in, I wouldn't discount Magia coming back on loan again, you know. I'd... I'd <sighs> The, the thing is with Magic is the same thing what I'm saying with Keenan Davies. We've already got that kind of player in Brown. I, I think with backup-wise, we've got Campbell, but Campbell for me is a right winger, which is why he isn't quite working at this moment in time. I'd take Magic, but it's all depending on how much we're getting for. That's the thing, because and is he going to be happy to be understudy to Brown? Because I think Brown needs a partner that will score goals. That's how, I think this system... Brown will score goals, but I don't think he's a lethal striker, is he? And I think someone like a Clark Harris alongside of Brown, Harris would get most of the goals and Brown would just chip in now and again. But he'd be the, he'd link up well with, with Clark Harris, and that's what I'm looking at. Whereas Madger, I think, is too similar to Brown. 
And I think Keenan Davies is, again is too similar. Davies isn't a goal scorer. There's no question of that. He hasn't he hasn't shown on his loan spells or to me that he can score them amount of goals. No, true. Now, would you like? Um, I probably shouldn't. But would you like a sort of Aguero moment now? Why? Stoke have just taken the lead in the playoff match for the under-23s. Griffiths has just scored. <laughs> so that's it? How long's left go? Uh, ten minutes. Oh, it's not an Aguero moment then, is it, Tams? <laughs> well, it's a Griffiths moment. It's a Griffiths moment. And I'm just building you up for the Aguero moment when we get another one in injury time. <laughs> There's just nothing about you today that is endearing to the world of podcasting. You're in a right miserable mood. I am not. I'm in a great mood. We've just taken the lead there and we're talking about players that can improve our shoddy team. So I'm in a really good mood. <laughs> We're talking about some good players. We've been linked to a few. Now, who would you sign, Andrew? I've, I've gone through my list there. Right wing back, I think your mate there is right with Sterling. I think left wing back, I'd take Jamal Lewis, a consistent success in the championship his time at Norwich. Defenders, we'll talk about after, because I, I think Howard oh, Bally should take on loan again, but I'd love him permanently, but I think City would want stupid money. Well, I don't think we'll be in the race for him because of his uh, salaries. We need a goalkeeper. Um, I would go for whatever that bloke is from Man City. Gavin Bazuna. Yeah, uh, there's only one. Gary Bazuna. Gavin. Doesn't, ring, doesn't really go very well, does he? Um, I feel but, like uh, you, you and Nigel now here. Gavin, not Gary. <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> I did that just to wind you up, but you unfortunately caught me out straight away. So, Boris Bazuna will have in goal, who used to play for... Um, we'll pick a we'll find a team for him. Um I think I probably wouldn't mind Collins, actually, from Barnsley. Uh, Dickie Bird, I'd quite like from Derby. You see how I'm going off on the theme now. Bird, I think, would be great. Lawrence would be great. But look, there's other players that are going to... Other teams that are going to want want to go for him. I don't know anything about Sterling, but I'd certainly have Keenan Davis. Um, I, I think he would be good for us if we didn't get Madger. I, I do believe we need a really strong, combative set of full-backs. Now, I can't think who is going to come in and take those two positions for Stoke. I would have said Tom Edwards, but it's quite clear Tom Edwards' future is not at Stoke while Michael O'Neill's in charge. So who would you have as full-backs at Stoke? Full-backs, I've just said. Um, Right-wing back, I think De Henny will stay, because he's, he's got, I think he's signed a two-year deal, and so he's staying. He can be back well, up. I don't, I don't think... I wouldn't have him, but there you go. No, I wouldn't have him, but you know, there's a lot of other positions that are priority at the moment. So I think a first choice right wing back, I would probably take Sterling. Um, I know he's done well with his his loan spells. I think at Blackpool and Wigan, yeah. where he's impressed. And Reece, they're saying he's he's got the same qualities as Reese Brown. Uh, not is Reese James at Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah. I'd take him on loan, and if there's a possibility of a permanent deal, we can look at it that way. He's quick apparently can defend well but he's a good crosser of the ball so which is why I'm looking at him Jamal Lewis for me definitely on left wing back the manager knows him anyway from his time at international duty and I think he's, he's just gone wrong for him at Newcastle I think a fresh start at Stoke would be a good signing for us yeah I'd take I would take him I think but he'd have to be um, he'd have to say sorry first. I know that sounds daft but I'd really want to be certain that he was coming because he wanted to come to play football and not because there wasn't another choice 
And you know what? Uh, if it was, if it was a fact that we couldn't get anybody, I would even consider playing Kukas as a fullback. Uh, no. Because he's here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is with Sam Lucas, I'd pay him up and let him go. Somebody comes yeah, in. Not, he's still not going to do that. Well, they, they'll let him go if somebody comes in. Well, that's but, it. Let's hope. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we need. The fullbacks are a problem for our football club. They have been for a while, and we need to sort it out this summer. So anybody who hasn't got bored and switched off this podcast now, um, or is queuing to get into the veil on Thursday night, um, and listening while they're waiting, please tell us who you want as the fullbacks. Well, that's well. We, I put in mind Lewis and Sterling. Who, who, so, who would you want? Um, I, I would, I would take Lewis. I don't know for the other position. I, I think I'd be tempted to try and uh, have a look who's available from Premier League clubs who might need to learn a few players out. I'd be looking at Chelsea now. Because uh, they're going to have new, well, they're going to have new owners, and they're going to have to get a lot of players off the books. So, I'd be looking towards Chelsea to see if they've got anybody any good. I won't be looking at Manchester City. You can forget Liverpool. Never would deal with Arsenal. So, um, Aston Villa might have somebody that could loan to us because I think we might see Jaden Philogene Bedes again. To be honest. Yeah, I think there'll be another loan deal there. Centre backs. Don't need any. I don't know because Chester's going and Liam Moore's going, which frees up. I think Connor Taylor needs a chat opportunity. I think he should take Chester's place, bring him through. Jagielka, as he now called, Suter, Forrester, no, Taylor. You're not a Forrester fan. I just think Forrester needs a loan. I think he needs a season where he plays. To be honest, I'd even speak up to Joey because he's doing his right favour with our young lads. Yes, I think he's done very well. You know, our players that have gone there have done very well. And, and that's that. I think John Forrester now. <laughs> Turn him round, lad. Go on. It, it, like I say, there's a few players that need to be ironed out. I don't back up players that that's in or there, isn't it? But like I say, centre back. I think we do need a left-sided centre back, a, le- a natural left-footed. If we're playing this free at the back, I think we've been caught napping a few times with Wilmot in that position and Howard Bellish because they're right-footed because they can't naturally, instantly. Yeah dive in that would be mine I can't think of it at the time that's probably it for another podcast but yeah I think we've we've covered a lot of that and what we've got to cover this week is Vale lost today Swindon 2-1 I don't think you should be in gloating mode just yet well, uh, I did see the game well no that's a lie I didn't see the game but I did see What do you want to happen? Well, you know what I want to happen? As a Stoke supporter um, of, of my age, 
I don't believe there's many Stoke supporters of my age that wish well for the Vale, wish for the Vale to be successful. So that still is part of my DNA. However, I also know that it would be good for the city if the Vale went up because you get more football um, through the city, which is good for local people. If I've got friends that support the Vale, I'd be pleased for them. But hand on heart, Vale don't really impact my life. If you ha- if I had to make a, a decision, I would say I don't want them to win. And that's me being honest. Oh, there you go then. There, there you go. I've got what a about you? Now. You don't care, do you? No, I don't give a monkey. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care. <laughs> I don't see Vale as, as a threat to Stoke. I don't see them as anything fair enough when I was a kid it was a big thing because obviously we played each other but we're we're leagues apart now literally as football clubs well to be honest we always have been haven't we but during that little spell during the 90s and noughties we were were very similar clubs and but we haven't played each other for that long now I can't see it as a rivalry to me it's it's like I don't know, it's like, do Newcastle United see Gateshead as a rival? No, because the, the leagues, leagues apart. There's, I have no interest. <laughs> I've got to be honest. All if, right, well, you know, I've just thought of two other players. Um, the Huddersfield goalkeeper is named Nichols, isn't he? He, yeah. he played well against us. I'd, I'd have him. Um, you're never going to get the right back who's the best right back in the league because he plays for Nottingham. Uh, that's Jed Spence. Um when you're thinking of uh, left backs, Murray Wallace from Millwall, he was good. Yeah, there's a, there's him, a, to be fair, there's a, there's, a, there's a few names that pop up. There is, and you, you know, I, I've I've I just want to take advantage of Derby's plight and to steal their three best young players. That, that's just yeah, what but, I, I want. Yeah, I mean, you've got somebody like Chris Willock at Queens Park Rangers, who, who, <laughs> who really played well in midfield. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I just think Stoke could be a much better bet for him. I think he's a, a really good player. Yeah, he's another one. The, the, like, when you start looking about it, I mean, Swift. I think Swift's a good camp and, and very yeah. similar in the Nick Powell role. His contract's yeah. up in the summer. There's a good one. Um, but I think Stoke will have already decided um, pretty much who, who they're going to have um, and will have spoken to these players. I, I really do. Well, well, we'll know anyway, because we'll cover it as we do on here anyway. Um, how are the under-23s going on? Now you're getting into the uh, realms of, I'm getting worried, aren't you? Now you're getting into the realms of, uh, are we going to hang on? Well, they're making lots of substitutions as we speak to make certain that um, things go our way. And there's only 75 minutes of injury time to be played. So um, I'm only joking. They're still winning 1-0. Um, and there's two minutes left. And whilst we're all, um, whilst we're talking about it, the the fact that the league title hasn't been sorted in the Premier League and the people going down hasn't been sorted. Do you miss the fact that apart from playing in the Premier League, which we we were very good at for ten seasons, ten years? Well, nine because we got relegated on the ten, so that was a bad well, season. Well, yeah, sorry, <laughs> but when when you look at the Premier League. Do you miss the the anxiety of we've got to get this many points, we've got to do that? I do. I I would I would not want to be in Leeds position or Burnley's position at the moment, but I'd rather be in that position than um, just hoping for another season where we might get up. 
there's lots of bonuses for being in the Premier League, but wow, you pay for it in many ways, don't you? I I would just love to be back in the Premier League. When you look at the matches, the playoff matches in, in the other leagues, they don't really matter, do they? Football's always all about the Premier League now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when, when we talk about that, of course, I... I I can't stand being in this division. I, 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 when I was year, before we got relegated, when I was for years and years watching Dross, which it feels like we're going back to now, which is why, where the disappointment comes in and why I'm, I'm a bit negative at times with, with Stoke. They, they, I'm a bit. I'm not majorly negative. I, I just am this season because it's just been a major, major disappointment. But I do miss being in the Premier League because of those years when we were good. And, and you always have that hope, can we get in Europe? But when you're in this division, there's only one aim, and it's to get out. You know you're not going to be good enough to win the Cup, so you might have a good run and get as far as you can, but you know you're not going to go on and win it. And I suppose you can in the Premier League, but you have that hope that, can we sneak in that top six? Can we get in that new Conference Cup, whatever it is? Can we get into that? And that's the thing I miss about the Premier League, but it's also... You, you get shocks like Shakiri coming. I can remember when Shakiri signed for Stoke. It was like it was the only talk for four months of summer. Where we, it's all anybody was talking about. Have you seen we signed Shakiri? He's a world class player. He's, he's an elite player. How are we getting these players? Well, the, it wasn't just him, was it? I mean, when you look at the players we had, we we had Bojan, we had Arnautovic, we had Hosselu. De- whoa, whoa, come on now, Angie. Well, world class. You know. It, 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 he hasn't played up Fenton. He might as well have done, but he's struggled up there. <laughs> he's a big shot still in Spain. Muniesa was one of the big hopefuls for Barcelona. I mean, you'll never say that Bojan wasn't a world-class player, because he was in his younger days. Arnautovic, just absolutely superb. And yes, you miss that, don't you? But I also miss the, the likes of Danny Higginbottom and Tommy Sorensen and Asmir Begovic. You know, those players who used to drag you through I'll never forget I'm just just thinking now for me the match that summed up the Premier League and Stoke fans was when we played Man City and we had 10 men and James Beattie scored the goal just before half time and then with 20 minutes to go when did you turn up to this match Ian the 20 yeah, minutes I was to there. Go, when we were flagging it was an unwritten rule and the crowd Never before and never since have I ever witnessed a crowd get a team over the line like that. Absolutely fantastic. You look at the stadium now and and the lack of support in terms of vocal cheering. Um, and that's not just down to the fact that the play isn't as good. It's down to the fact that standards of... of your expectations have changed. When you're watching players... Like, like your Dickie Birds and your Yag Yelka, as we <laughs> now have to call him. When when you, when you're watching players like that, you, you, you don't get the same buzz, do you? No. Five minutes of injury time for for the youngsters. No, I mean, I'll be honest. It, 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 at this moment in time, with with how Stoke are, and it's not, it's nothing to do with, you know just so much how we're playing or how things are going it's not for me nothing's improved for a long time and the right, reason so what do you put that down to Ian I put, that, you put d- that down to ownership running of the club recruitment chief executive officer management what do you put it down to personally I put that down to the 
at the top, really. And I think, right. to be honest, Mark Winoutovic said everything on that final parting when he left. He said yeah, everything. Mark Winoutovic was going to leave whether we'd have been... No, yes, but I, no, no, what... What I mean, what I mean is, I, I, it's the, the truth for me and what I smell around this football club, but it's not, it's not coming out of something that I've seen recently. Well, not just coming out of a recent spurge of felt like I've felt like this for a long time. It's coming on probably eight nine years that I felt like this. I mean, I've I've felt like whenever whenever I go down Stoke, it seems to be cheap or bet, cheap is best. We'll throw money at rubbish. And it, it, there seems to be no identity, no clue, no system in how we're doing anything. We don't seem to want to modernise. It seems to be, he'll do, he'll do, that'll do. Rather than, right, what's the best? Who's got the best this? Who's got the best that? Let's 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 go somewhere here. Let's go for it. Because, I mean, if you're an owner of a football club and you've got the wealth they have, and I'm going to talk about the wealth they have because they are very rich people. Now, I know Denise is the one who's got all the money and she has nothing to do with the club. She but... isn't the one that's got all the money. She's got most of the money, but her son is a joint chief executive of Bet365. Yeah, but, so, he, but he doesn't get the money she does, is what I'm well, saying. probably doesn't get the same money, but that's irrelevant. Yes, it, it is. It, it is, but what I mean, if, if all of them were in it together... We, if, let's, put it, let's put it this way. Where would we be if Denise Coates runners instead of John? Uh, I think I think that's a very good point, but what I would say is that um, you can have huge amounts of money. I mean, Everton are playing at the moment, who have spent an absolute fortune. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Money doesn't Magic mean everything. United I know. Have spent an absolute fortune in the last few years and got nowhere. Just because you've got money doesn't mean you can buy success. If you've got money and you spend it well, like Liverpool like Manchester City, like La- Chelsea until the last couple, last year. Lasty. If you spend your money really, really well and you've got huge amounts of money, then yes. But there's a lot of clubs... I mean, money doesn't buy you success. No, it doesn't. I'm, that's what, what I'm saying, At it's, it's not it's not just a whole pot. Because we've seen us throw money and it hasn't worked. Because, again... Yeah, we could throw me. We could yeah, do Because yeah, there's loads, loads. You can even go back to the Premier League when... The players we turned down because it was a couple of million extra to get one that was five million. There's loads of things that I'm saying, but it seems to be all pointed to the same direction, is what I'm saying. You know, when Mark Unatovic said ambition, I think he was spot on right at that point. You know, we were missing out on good players because we didn't want paying an extra four million to get them through the door. Yeah, and we and we all know who was in charge of the club then it was a very different person than hopefully um, is running the club now because. When I say running the club, people either like Michael O'Neill. With managers and with management teams, you either like them or you don't. I think Michael O'Neill's done a brilliant job given the fact that he's had to reduce the wage bill, get rid of a load of lumber and get people in on, on free transfers or not spending much. This summer will be the first summer that we haven't had that much dead wood to get rid of. We've got Etobo and Afobi, right? Lucas, Fox. No, well, I mean, he's, he's signed, right? We can't get rid of them. But the two that can go, right, that have been on loan, Etobo and Afobi. Now, we still, because of FFP, can't throw 50, 60 million at things. And I think that this trans- 
through window is the most important for Michael O'Neill because a lot of people don't like him. A lot, a lot of people like yourself don't like the football we play. If we're not doing okay after the first 10 matches, then the toxic element of our support will put the pressure on the owners. Um, and I think Michael O'Neill isn't daft, and he will know that we've got to get off to another good start. Now, we've done it in the past and faded. I don't think he could afford for us to fail this time. I think it's very much on the line for him. Yeah, but I, I, I just don't think it's all on him as well. That's the thing that I'm saying. I think, well, Nathan Jones, for example, has proved the success that he can have if he gets things he needs. Gary Gary Rowett has proved, with, and these both have done it with lesser clubs than us. You know, our wage bill is millions compared to both of these clubs. But Gary Rowett, I think, has only brought in five players since he's been at Millwall. He, yeah, and one of them is one of ours. Yeah, that's what I mean. One of them is one of ours. Well, two, because if you remember, he, brought, he, he got Ryan oh, Woods yeah. in as well. Woods, yeah, so yeah. when you look at it, that fair enough, you have to have a system in place, but you have to have, it has to be at the board level as well. Why do you think Leicester have, have become this top club out of oh, nowhere? Yeah. Good management. Because they have good management from the top to the bottom because they stay out of it. They'll come yep. in and say, right, what's what needs to be done this season? Yeah. Well, we need money for this because we want to improve on a scouting network. So we want to improve in, on this and that. With ours, it seems to be, well, can we just throw money at it? No, yeah. we, we don't just throw money at it. We want to be sensible. And look at, for example, West Ham, who've changed their ownership and, and got a bit more smart when it is. They brought that cue file. I know he scored no goal today, but he's been... One of the most consistent right backs in the in the division. He, I think he, he scored ten goals last season for West Ham. They bought him for two point eight million. That shows yeah. you that money doesn't get you everything you want, but Absolutely. it makes things easier when you have got money. So you can bring the best people for the job in, like the bloke, the CEO that we've just brought in. Yeah. Have we got him from West Ham, or was he out? Was he at a club? Um, firstly, he wasn't West Ham. Uh, West Brom, sorry. West. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's um, he's that's where he's coming from. So he has left West Brom for us. Yeah, when he starts in June. But I do now have to interrupt you uh, because there's been a goal in the 94th minute in the Stoke under 23s playoff match. So have you got a tissue? No. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say? It's going to be one-one. Right, well, that just goes to show that you're a pessimist because Stoke have gone two up, Goodwin <laughs> has scored, the whistle has been blown and Stoke are through to the final. Yay! <laughs> Get in! Come on! <laughs> and the goal scorer was Griffiths. Well, get him in the first team. So, you know, I'm just quite happy that we've proved two things today. One, that Stoke have got a good youth team coming through. And two, that you are a pessimist because you thought they'd equalised. It's well, being a pessimist is a, is just the normal route of being a Stoke fan, and isn't it really? It's well, I don't know about that, but I'm now going to use one of those puns. Goodwin scores a good win for Stoke. Oh come on, there's only for puns, not this late stage in the podcast. Come on, there's people switching off now. They go, oh, I've had enough now. Right, well, we finished, so, I, 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 you know, we'll, we'll bore people to death next week, no doubt. 
yeah, that's that'll do for this week. I know it's been a bit of a long-winded one. Next time, I'm going to do a reversal with Anne, so he knows how to follow things through because she failed there a bit. <laughs> but, but you know, it's been a good podcast. We'll follow up next week with more transfer news, and we'll probably talk more about memory memory lane, and we'll probably talk more about ambition of Stoke. Plenty yeah, to discuss and, next and week. Don't let's forget Thursday night's massive match at Vale Park. Yeah, it's where we might want to talk about that. We might not. Yeah, it might be good news or it might be bad news, and depending on which which part of the fence you sit, it could be one of them. Yeah. So and get them splinters out. Anyway, we finished. Switch off. Yeah. So thanks for listening. That's another one done. Now, if you want to get more involved, we'd like to hear from you. To be honest, the Stoke fans and if you're listeners, we'd like to hear on your opinions of the ambition of Stoke. I'll put a question up on the. Facebook page, I'll put a question up on Instagram and Twitter to find out what you believe is the ambition of Stoke City. Do you think we're ambitious enough or do you think we're not? It's up to you to decide and put your feelings forward. Make sure you do like the podcast and if you're on iTunes, if you can do us a great favour and give us a review and say how you feel because the more you tell us, the better we'll try and improve things. So thank you for listening. To all the best.